0: and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. In today's show, I wanna cover a few key questions. How do I identify what stage my relationship is at? How can I make that information actually useful for me? And how do I know if it's worth it to keep putting in the time and energy required to make my relationship amazing? We're going to dive deep into how to answer that question to diagnose how both you and your partner are showing up and what can be celebrated along with what can be improved. Also, in case you haven't seen it yet, I wanted to remind you that there's a free guide on my website, neilsatin.com, called The Single Most Important Thing That Will Make or Break Your Relationship. If you don't have it yet, please check it out as it's a clear guide to understanding your needs and your partner's needs in relationship. You can simply visit neilsatin.com and click the Send Me the Action Plan button, or you can text the word RELATIONSHIP to the number 33444 and follow the instructions to get your free guide. Okay, now let's get started. we have got a lot of ground to cover today. So there's a basic premise that I have for you. Relationships can be hard work, and it's worth it. That's probably one of the most confusing things about being in a long-term relationship, because things generally start out really sweet and amazing. And even if there are some missteps at the beginning, for the most part, most people don't get into relationships that suck. At least not at the beginning. If it sucks at the beginning, the odds are that you're going to find your way out of there pretty quickly. So most people get into a relationship that's pretty amazing, and then at some place along the way, things become less amazing. And that could be because some real serious problems are unearthed, things like what we've been talking about on the show recently, um, infidelity being one of those things. It could be because you're just not really communicating well and you've gone from everything being great because everything just is great. You see the world through the rose-colored glasses of new relationship energy to suddenly realizing that when you say something and your partner hears you, that they're not actually understanding what it is that you mean. Um, At some point along the way, things shift and... Everything loses the rosy glow and then there's a question. There's a question about whether something is truly wrong. Wrong meaning like I should get out of here wrong, or whether is something wrong, whether there's something wrong that just needs to be adjusted or addressed. And so there's this question of how would you know? How would you know if It's worth it to put the work in. How would you know if it's time to just throw in the towel and and go for a new relationship with someone who treats you the way you want to be treated or where you are feeling the kind of fulfillment that you thought you might have had a shot at with this relationship only to find out that maybe it's not true? How would you know? That's what I want to talk about today. Because as I just said a few moments ago, relationships are work. And sometimes it's hard work. It's not always work. Sometimes it's play. Sometimes it's joy. Sometimes it's totally easeful. And there's no work at all. But other times, there are challenges. And it's funny, like as many times as we've talked about this on the show, the stages that relationships go through, we talk about the honeymoon stage, and then there's the the moment of reckoning, and then there's what you do after. It's like when you're in the middle of it, well, for one thing, you don't always know where you are, what stage you're at. And also, it's not always that clearly definable because you could have a day that's totally amazing and then the next day could be horrible. And then you're like, well, am I still in my honeymoon or am I in my reckoning moment? And that could be confusing too. So... Then the other thing is you could be in a relationship where there aren't major problems, just these um, minor issues, or, or maybe it's just the doldrums, or it feels like routine and boring. And, um, and then you might be wondering, oh, like, wh- is this worth it? Because what I think I'm always going to get is what I seem to be always getting. So how do you make a distinction there and how do you know if it's worth it, if it's worth putting the energy in? I suppose when I say relationships are work, what I really mean is that they require attention and they require energy. And sometimes the attention and energy that you give a relationship is going to be really easy for you. And sometimes that attention and energy that you put into a relationship is really going to challenge you. It might challenge you because it brings up something that you're really scared of. And it could be that you're scared of something, you're scared of being abandoned or scared of not really fully being seen by your partner. Um, it could be that you're you're literally having a trigger to some early fear of of not being safe with someone that you love and that's being triggered in the present but so it could be challenging because of your fear it could be challenging because it requires more of you than you've ever had to give before or more change than you've ever had to change before or more growth or um, more vulnerability all of these things it would be great if they just totally came naturally to us. And to some extent they do. Because if you give attention to a problem, I think it's natural to start looking for solutions and ways to grow. And some of those solutions could be ways to grow, while others could be ways to avoid the problem, a little detour here and there. But I have to say that in relationship, the more that you avoid the problems that come up, instead of just facing them and the challenge that they represent, then the more likely it is that you're going to find yourself feeling stuck or feeling like there are problems and then feeling like, is this really worth it for me? And conversely, the more that you face those challenges and are willing to give your relationship attention and energy even in those moments where it's not easy for you, then the more energy you will find in the relationship, the more juiciness, the more it actually can go back to feeding you. It's one of those odd things, and I'm just thinking back to what I just said about how a relationship could require more of you than you've ever been called upon to, uh, to do before. And, and I think that's interesting because relationships also give you more than you can do on your own. That's part of what Chloe and I were talking about in, in our episode together. And, and of course, this is something that we've covered on the show a lot, which is this idea that when you um, are fully you and you show up in a relationship and you're met by someone who is in the process of fully being them, there's some magic, some alchemy that happens and you become more than your individual 200%. Um, You know, 100 plus 100 is 200. It's like you actually become like 250 or 300 or if you're having a great day, it might be 3,000%. And if you're having a rough day, it could be a 3,000% problem. So... It's, it's, an, it's an irony that sometimes we love and that gives us that real boost through our, through our days, through our weeks, um, and then other times it can really drag us down. So how do you know if the kind of work, or let's just reframe that to attention and energy, if the kind of attention and energy that your relationship is requiring is worth it? Well, there are a couple of things that come to mind. The first thing is that no matter how, let's just assume for a moment that you're listening and you're like, I got my shit together. Like I am totally, I'm all over it. I've seen my issues and I've tackled them. And I'm I'm ready for the right relationship to come my way and I'm ready to grow and I'm ready to be met fully by a partner. I'm ready to meet a partner. I'm ready to have amazing sex. I'm ready to have life-altering transcendent experiences. Well, for one thing that's great. I'm I'm really glad that you feel that way and that you've made that kind of effort into into getting yourself together because that's an important part of being able to show up in a relationship. And we don't We don't have the benefit, most of us anyway, of doing that exclusively on our own before we're in a relationship. So a lot of that growth, personal growth, has to happen in the context of relationship just because we're drawn to being together. And as we've talked about on earlier episodes, like say with Harville Hendricks and Helen the Kelly Hunt, um, there can be kind of a compulsion that brings people together that forces them to respond, to rise to the... um, to rise to the missing development that exists within them, so you know, thank God for that. We <laughs> we meet people, and it it um, no matter how much development we've done, the odds are good that the process of relating with another person is going to shine a light on the places where we still have to grow, and some of that growth happens within us, and some of that growth happens relationally. And that's the interesting thing is that you can you can actually grow a lot on your own. Um there's so there are so many books you can read, courses you can take, um experiences you can have that provide this like rich compost for your own personal growth. But one thing that you can't really do on your own is figure out how to be fully you in relationship to another person. You need another person to do that. And what's funny, sort of, is that when you show up with another person and you're in the process of learning how to relate it can feel like no matter how much work you've done on yourself that things just operate at cross purposes and your your wires get crossed and you're just it's just not working and then you can be tempted to feel like well i've done my work so it's got to be them and they the irony is that they could be thinking the exact same thing i've done my work it's got to be you um Whereas what's really going on is hopefully you've both done your work and are both continuing to do your work. And when you get to that place where you're meeting each other, there's more to discover. There are more questions to uncover. For instance, how do I communicate what I really mean in a way that's clear for my partner? And how do I ensure that they're hearing me well? Or on the flip side, if you're the the partner, it would be, how do I make sure that I'm really understanding my partner and not just making assumptions or trapped in my story about what I think they're saying? And you may not even think it's a trap. You may have a great story about what they're saying because to you they could be saying, all these things that reinforce your view of yourself as totally amazing. So what what could there be to argue about with about that? Um, argue about with that. Sorry about that. Um, but the truth is that even in those moments, they that may not be what they're saying. And so if they're not really saying you're totally amazing or if they are saying you're totally amazing and here's where you're missing the mark or here's where you're not hearing me or here's where I feel really sad and lonely, then it doesn't matter how amazing they think you are. You're missing the important part. The important part being um, you're amazing and. And of course, a lot of the ways that we communicate when we're, especially when we're triggered or when something isn't going quite right, isn't, sadly, you're amazing and could you please, blah, blah, blah. It's more like, what the fuck is going on with you? Like I've told you a million times that I just want water with dinner. I mean, please, I hope that's not how angry you get about having water or not on the table. But um but you get the point. It's like when you're when you're triggered, you go into fight or flight. And we've talked about that before too. But the thing is, so think about it. Fight is like it, Fight or flight. Flight is like you're, you're out of there. You're shutting down. You've decided, I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. Fight is like, what's wrong with you? I'm, I'm, you're hurting me and I'm, I'm really trying to get through to you, but I'm not and that's your fight. So all of this is to say that it's a totally new skill set that you need to develop when you are in relationship with another person. And there, that's why there are all these books on relationship. That's why there's this podcast on relationship because it does represent a totally new set of skills. And uh, in fact, Chloe and I are, are working on some fun stuff for you um, in terms of, uh, of a curriculum to, to help you really take the best of what's been on the podcast and what we've discovered and, and actually um, to work through it so that you're learning those new skills. So you know more on that. As it as it develops. Hopefully, through listening to the podcast and following up on some of the interviews that really draw you, you're getting those skills. And the thing is that those things aren't often easy. They involve taking risks. And when you're taking risks, um, you could be so connected to your partner and take a risk. And if they don't respond, totally artfully in the moment when you're vulnerable, then you're going to feel hurt. And now suddenly you've gone from like, I've got my work done. You're doing your work. We're totally great and awesome people. And yet here I am hurt. And that's a moment where a lot of awesome people might start to question the relationship that they're in. Because if I'm with you and you're amazing and I'm amazing, then why am I hurting right now? Because if you're not ever hurting, then you're probably not questioning your relationship unless it's just that you're totally bored and everything's the same all the time. But if things are great all the time, kudos to you. Um, Welcome to the honeymoon stage yet again. And uh, because, of course, we cycle, cycle through. Um, But yeah, so if you're hurting, then you're going to ask yourself the question, on some level, like, is this right? Is this fair? Should I be hurting? Um, And then you turn to your partner, hopefully. And that's the hardest thing to do when you're hurting, is to face your partner. Um, And it's the source of so many uh, problematic behaviors in relationship is because people, instead of facing their partner, they turn away from their partner and they cope. Or let's say they do face their partner, but they face them in a way that causes friction instead of causing harmony or leading to harmony so how do you know if it's worth it well there are a couple hints to offer here the first thing that I think is often really helpful if you're asking yourself that question is to remember the good things about your relationship so you might reflect on when you met your partner and what it was like, and what it was like to be in that new relationship energy, and what you love about them, and those are things that can be hard to see when you're in the middle of a problem. But if you step back and reflect on the past, on the times that were joyous, when things didn't suck, and or, or were just, you know, better than they are now, and uh, and what you loved about a person, and what you were attracted to in that person, and the hope. That you felt for your relationship was more alive for you if you think back to those moments then it can actually help alter your state and and get you to a place where you're seeing that kind of possibility so that can be really helpful for you because part of how to know whether or not it's worth it is the depends on your ability to step back and create a vision for what's what might be possible with you and your partner and that's something that you can do together, and it's also something that you can do on your own, and then it can be um, something that you talk about with your with your partner, explore together. Um, so that's one thing to know is like, first of all, just to give yourself a chance to hold that vision, and and see how it feels within you when you're when you hold it. The second thing is to. Ask yourself if you are truly being fully you in the relationship. And so that's a question of no matter how much development you've done for yourself, are you able to bring that you to how you relate to your partner? Or when you're together, how you relate to the world together? Are you able to do it from this place of being fully you? And the process of being fully you is, of course, also an evolving process. We're never really fully us, although we are fully ourselves at any given moment in time. But I think what I mean by that is that we are always developing. We're always growing. That's just the nature of things. So hopefully you are in a process of evolving and hopefully that process of evolving involves reflection that allows you to look at the effectiveness of how you are in the world. Like, am I actually really, truly connecting with people? Am I able to show up in community? Does community show up for me? Um, And, and there are all sorts of questions that you can ask yourself am i am i still plagued by fears from the past or hurts from the past that still need to be healed are there places where i'm not showing up because i'm afraid um there's nothing wrong with that it's more just a question of being honest with yourself about it um and that's a, also a good way to look at the needs and desires that you have in your relationship. It's worth asking yourself, is this need and desire based on me avoiding something that I'm really afraid of? Or is it a need and desire that's really about fulfilling something deep within me? Um, so asking yourself those kinds of questions to get at the, the whether or not you are fully being you in relationship. And you can know that regardless of whether your partner fully sees you because it could be that you show up you and your partner is like, whoa, like that's too much for me or whoa, that threatens me or oh my God, really? Um, I mean, or they could be like, wow, thank you. That's who I've been waiting for this whole time. Um, You don't really know. um, And the thing is, however your partner responds to you being fully you is is what comes next the question is are you being fully you so the next piece is if you're being fully you in relationship then the question is are you and your partner both being fully in the relationship so have you created a safe container are your exits closed when you have stumbling blocks in the way that you relate to each other have you found productive ways to work through that are both of you trying to work through that now that's where it can get a little sticky because in an ideal world our partners are always there and always showing up and always as invested as we are in doing relationship and doing it well but the reality is that it's not always like that sometimes it's going to be them sometimes it's going to be you and sometimes it's going to be um, them who isn't interested. And sometimes it'll be you who isn't interested. So and it, it could also be that your partner, because if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you're relatively growth oriented, especially if you've managed to listen to me through this whole thing. Um, so congratulations on being really growth oriented. And what if your partner isn't? Well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. So, but before we do, let's just say that there's variability in how you're both showing up. But the question is overall, are you both engaged in the process? And initially, that process could just be about setting up the safety, the container, the agreements, the desires, the like really getting clear on what you want, what your visions are. Um, and then the question is as difficulty arises, How engaged are you in the process of getting to the other side? Because if you're both engaged and you get help when you need it and you get to the other side, then it's totally worth it. It's worth those challenges. Um, If, on the other hand, the challenges are, if you're having the same challenge over and over and over and over again, Well, that might be another moment where you're like, is this worth it? And sometimes that represents a moment when you actually need help. And this is something that I've covered on a number of episodes, the idea that when you get help, you're also getting someone's, someone gets to see your relationship and they can see the blind spots that you have. They can see um, the patterns that are occurring and offer you alternatives because Generally, the reason we have patterns is not because we're, um, you know, there's something wrong with us. It's just because that's the way we know how to do it, and we actually don't know any other way. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with a client and had them say, you know, I'm, I'm just trying. I've tried everything. I've tried everything. And, the reality is that they've tried everything that they knew how to do but that's a generally a really small subset of everything. Um, you know, my partner and I, we always get in these deep down fights and there's an and both of us want to win and and I try everything to to just deescalate and to stop it and I might say, "Oh, well, have you tried taking off your clothes?" Well, "No, actually, I hadn't tried that." Well, "Maybe you should try that." In fact, Maybe you should try that. Um, it's It can be kind of a fun pattern interrupt to an argument. Um, anyway, I got, got a little off topic there. But um, so if you're having the same thing over and over again, then before you can know if it's worth it or not, you are doing yourself a disservice if you do not get help. And get the right help. Get help from someone who doesn't have an agenda and who's willing to actually see you and see what's happening in your relationship and offer some constructive suggestions on how to change the pattern that is plaguing you over and over again. And then you got to try it and you got to actually do it and see what happens. Sometimes it just takes a little something to shift before like a whole big dynamic can like totally unravel and become something new, something better. Hopefully not something worse. Sometimes all it takes is a little bit of movement to get the cement unstuck. So I'm covering a lot of ground here. And I want to get back to that question of like, well, what do you do when your partner isn't willing to show up? Is it worth it then? Now this can be a great opportunity to get help again because generally when someone isn't willing to participate it could be that they're generally genuinely not interested it could be that they feel like their needs are being met and so you know why should they care um most likely it's because they're shut down for some reason or Um, They may not be shut down in terms of like the rest of their life, but when it comes to facing the vulnerability of stepping up in relationship, there's something that um, causes them to turn the other way. Um, Or it could be that person who turns in really aggressively. And I guess this is a good moment to say that if you are in an abusive situation, then I suggest that you find a local resource to get help in that situation. Now, let's say that you're not in a an abusive situation, but you're in a situation where it feels like your partner is just unwilling, unwilling to meet you. So it would make sense under those circumstances for you to be wondering, is this worth it? Um and even then, there are usually great opportunities for you to do a little bit more personal growth. And the reason that I say that is because even if you've already done a lot of personal growth, the fact is that you're in this relationship. And even if... The other person is, let's say, like 97% an asshole. There's 3% in there where you are part of the dance, part of the tango. And if you don't know what that is, then that just becomes a potential source of continuing the pattern when you're in, let's say, your next relationship down the road. Or maybe that becomes a pattern that you just perpetuate with other people in your life and not your significant other. But no matter which way you slice it, it's a really valuable opportunity for you to look clearly at yourself and how you engage in patterns that might perpetuate what's happening with your partner. So maybe it's that There's a way of inviting your partner into the conversation that you haven't quite mastered yet because maybe you're making a lot of demands on your partner. Pay attention. Where are you? I need a partner. I need this. I need that. And maybe your um, partner doesn't really know how to respond to that. Um, Or it could be that you don't know how to respond in the face of a triggered partner. And so you both end up triggered and and you go nowhere when you're trying to have conversations about the relationship. It could be that there's just a belief that you're carrying around within you about what you are really worth in the world or Um, That there's something wrong with you, or, um, and these are the kinds of things that most likely are not true. In fact, I have really uh, a lot of faith in humanity and that we're all worth something and of value, um, especially if you're listening to this podcast, right? So it's, I'm not saying there's something really wrong with you, but I'm just saying that it is not uncommon for us to carry around these little beliefs that we got at some point along the way. And they could be mostly unconscious, but running the show. So often that kind of situation is also a chance for you to explore what those beliefs are and, um, and challenge them and, and come up with a, a new set of programming for your for your mind and for your being so that you're operating in the world from a place that's totally aligned and congruent because we can feel like so so on top of everything and yet if there is that little thing that's undermining us within us, then we're not fully aligned. And when you're not fully aligned, then that's something that you could work on that will help you be even more fully you in relationship. In my ideal world, the way that you would figure out that it was time to not be in a relationship, it would be because you and your partner had actually figured out communication and you had figured out how to navigate triggered moments and you were having great times and you were having not so great times and and the whole thing represented waters that you are sailing through relatively gracefully and then you're able to have a conversation about where you're headed do you share a vision do you share values do do you want the same things or if you want different things are they at least harmonious with each other or are they going to take you to different places um, in life that that aren't compatible Those are the kinds of questions that you could answer and you may make a decision with your partner, you know what, like here we are, like two human beings who have really learned how to relate with each other and I think it's time to go our separate ways. You may arrive at that and then you can go through a process of doing that in a way that's really gentle with each other and guess what, there's more to learn when that happens. Thank you, Conscious Uncoupling. As one step along that way. Um, or you may get through all that and be like, wow, you know, this is this is what relating is. And it has these amazing joys and it has these moments that are hard and challenging. And yet here we are getting through it and helping each other and seeing a trajectory where we're both becoming more and more capable of being ourselves in the world and showing up for each other, showing up for the world, really living into our dreams and our aspirations. And, and that could be on this grand level, or it could be just on the level of how well you are able to give and receive love and how well you are able to really show the people in your life that you care about, that you care about them and feel cared for. Um, and hopefully you find ways to contribute to the world around you together because that's a huge uh, gift to the world and gift to each other through relationship. So that's my ideal way that you figure it out. In the case of being in something that continues to be troubled, my ideal for you is that you if you can look in the mirror and you can really say, like, I am being fully me, I am fully showing up, I am navigating when I get triggered and finding a way to stay, either um, stay um, cool, <laughs> stay calm, or um, or take space until I can be calm. Um, I'm really looking for ways in with my partner, and I'm also really looking for ways to invite them in not without necessarily making demands on them. These are just some of the things. I mean, there's really a whole list, but the, the general gist is if you're showing up fully, if you are doing your part to try and make a container, and if after really saying that you've given it your all, It still ain't working. And by the way, you're all, as I said earlier, might mean going to someone for help and resources outside of the relationship. Then maybe it's time to say, you know what? This energy and attention that I'm giving to this relationship isn't worth it. But until you can say without a doubt that you are fully showing up with the skills to relate, then it's really hard to answer that question. So I am curious to hear what you think of all of this that I've just talked about. And I really hope that it's helpful for you if you are struggling with that question and for those of you who already know that it's worth it, then I'm excited for you. And, and I hope that this conversation is just reinforcing the other side of that. Because the other side of that is really seeing what you're made of in a way that, as I said earlier, you would never see on your own. And that could be in terms of how you relate with your partner, or it could be in terms of how the way that you develop in relationship allows you to relate to the world. Because we're always in relationship, relationship with the world. Um, the most successful people among us, and that, of course, no matter, I'm open to your definitions of success, but the most successful people generally don't do it alone they're succeeding because unless their goal of success is to just live alone in a cave somewhere, um, and if that's their goal, then they're succeeding through the help of others because others are choosing to leave them alone, there's always another out there. Um, and of course, we can get into a conversation about the illusion of the other and non-duality and let's save that for another podcast. Um And I have some good guests in mind that that can talk about that. But in the meantime, please uh, reach out. You can write to me. My email address is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S, at neilsatin.com. If you haven't already gotten it, there's a guide on my site. Um, It's the action plan or the, the single most powerful thing that will make or break your relationship. And it's all about needs in relationship and how to um, understand your needs more clearly and how to understand your partner's needs Um, if you haven't gotten that yet then I encourage you to just visit neilsatin.com it's the first thing you see send me the action plan Um, so check it out and uh, there's a lot of good information there that I hope will be very helpful for you and all in all, I just want to thank you again for, for listening to the podcast and for taking this on, this question of how do we thrive in a relationship? How do we do it better than humans have ever, ever done it before? Um, because it requires curiosity and it requires your energy and attention. So thank you for giving me your energy and attention today. And I look forward to hearing from you. Or you can, of course, um, join us in our Facebook community. It's the Relationship Alive Community on Facebook, and uh, and keep an eye out for more information on the uh, online course that Chloe and I are working on. Thanks again, and I want to hear I want to hear your questions, and I also want to hear your successes if you feel like sharing that with me. Have a great week, and uh, next week we are going to be hearing from Janet W. Hardy. She is the co-author of a book called The Ethical Slut, which is all about polyamory. And you might wonder, why am I having someone on the show to talk about polyamory? And I'm going to let you wait until next week to find out. It's not because I'm necessarily advocating for polyamory. In fact, far from it. But that being said... Um, I know that a lot of you are um, in polyamorous relationships, and so I wanted to do an episode that would help you. And also I think that there's a lot of relevant information in terms of how polyamory can be done well for people who are in monogamous relationships. So that's what Janet and I are talking about next week. It's going to be a fun episode, um, and we also talk a lot about jealousy, which think is practical for, for you, no matter what kind of relationship you're in. Um, so I look forward to being with you next week. And in the meantime, take care.